Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer, and this is Elite of the Week. We are coming to you live from the world-famous Elite of the Week studios, and have we got a show for you. We've got returning stars, arcades, and a special appearance by Sue herself. But before we get into all the shenanigans, hijinks, and flim-flam, we have to bring on a co-host, the super-powered champion, who'd win more arguments if he just went for the head. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce Flobo. Boys, Flobo, how are you, buddy? You know what? I've been doing better right now. I felt like my arm is dead after taking a vaccine shot to the deltoid, but other than that, I'm doing hey okay so, of course, I introduced you a special way. I don't just say things, Flobo. I always introduce you in a way that is reminiscent of a comic book character. And this is our kill time while people gather in the chat game. Uh, I it's said okay. that you would win more arguments if you went for the head. This one's a pretty simple one. Do you think you got an idea of who it could be? I do, but does the chat do? Do they know? Does the chat know? See, if, if the chat doesn't know it, then we need a different game, I think, because this is about as easy as this is about as layup as it gets, I think. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> you can ask them and go right to the right to the reveal. Okay. Well, let's we'll give them some time. Uh the 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 hint was you'd win more arguments if you went for the head. Uh, but of course, we also have another host, a man who can beat you in the court and beat you in the age-old game of operation. It's the law doctor himself, ladies and gentlemen, Beef Supreme, Roger <laughs> Corral. How are you, buddy? I am doing well. Another spectacular week. It's a beautiful day to see you guys again. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We've got all sorts of stuff going on. I don't know if you heard the hint. Don't give it away if you know it, but do you think you know who the superhero is we're talking about? Me? Yeah. Of course I know who the superhero is. Okay, well, don't give it away. <laughs> um, but speaking of giving away... I'm going to go ahead and give away the fact that we have a fourth person joining us today. That's right. We're just going to pack the house. Today we have an extra guest. And see, I've heard the rumblings. I've read the tea leaves. And I know that sometimes it feels like we gang up on old Flow Beto here. So I'm bringing in some backup to help the mayor out. It's the host of Your Story on Apple Podcasts. It's the man affectionately known as Sock. Monkey Mike, Mike, how are you, buddy? Oh, not coming on here. Four, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> technical, technical, technical. I told you before we went on the air. I don't know if I'll be able to do more. Well, Mike, ladies and how gentlemen, are you, buddy, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you so much for having me on the Elite of the Week podcast. I am truly blessed and truly lucky to be on this. Very, very, very elite podcast with one Roger, a.k.a. Beef Supremo. Same thing with the greatest broadcaster in all of sports entertainment, Flobo. And, of course, there's Jack. I'm just kidding. And the goat. <laughs> I mean, this guy's awesome. Sock monkey. Sock monkey. Sock monkey. I don't know. Thank you. Just like Sue, you came in and threw off the entire game plan of game night, Mike. Uh, uh, but speaking of games, I don't know if you heard, in the beginning, I always like to introduce Flobo a special way, a way as if he were a comic book character. Mm -hmm. And as a fun little game, we like to let people try to guess who I'm referring to. And I, I called him a, a supercharged hero that uh, would win more often if he just went for the head before we get into how the show works and all that good stuff, uh, any guesses? You guys think you know who it is? Mm, I'm going I'm to let one of you guys go first because I, I have a good idea, but I don't want to spoil it. Let's, uh, I, I'm the same way. I have a good idea, but I don't want to spoil have, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. We have a... We have a few guesses. I'm gonna say that too. I have an idea. I don't want to spoil it. We have a few guesses in the chat. Surprisingly, no one said it, um, which is a little bit of a giveaway. But uh, uh, Flobo, why don't you go ahead and take it? Who do you think is the person that if you you'd win more matches if you just went for the head? First of all, I want to give a shout out to Elliot and Haywood, but I'm going with the Stormbreaker Wheel and Thor. 
Absolutely. Thor, of course. Thor. Um, we uh, Before this was an official game, I uh, referenced him before, so I didn't want to get too deep into it. Because uh, you used to have a gavel, gavel Flobo, and it went I so did. beautifully together. Uh, yeah. But uh, now, there you go. Um, so... Um, <laughs> But you know what? You got it. You guessed it right. That means you win the great honor of explaining how the show works, Flobo. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because Suck Monkey Mike's a better promo than I am. But this is Elite of the Week. It's not your typical recap show. What Jack Farmer is going to do, erroneously, is list people on the scale of 1 to 10 of how they contributed to this episode of Dynamite. And they will accrue points, almost like Formula 1. 10 points for number 1, all the way down to the number 10 spot, getting 1 point at the end of the year. Poor Jack's going to compile these things by himself, uh, because I'm not helping him out here. The final, who is the most elite person ever there's also bonus segments like best stress gets one point a successful tile defense gets one point the farmer's market gets one point but you can also lose a point if you are crowned the dud of the week and you said you weren't a good promo that was perfect you hit all the points that was exactly what you needed i don't even know what we need roger and mike here for you <laughs> just just you're I'm, done i'm clocking the- out um, <laughs> so uh so yeah this was a tough episode before we get into the actual rankings uh overall thoughts uh Let's go with you, Mike. How did you feel just basically about this, this episode in general? Man, uh, it's a great question, Mr. Jack Farmer. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, this episode of Dynamite was, like as you mentioned before, it's a tough one because there was so much that was happening at once. You had the return of Chris Statlander. You had just the mayhem of the tag team match with Best Friends and Miro and Kid Sabian. You had this debut of another faction in AEW <laughs> with QT Marshall and his cronies. Mm-hmm. So it's so much to digest. I felt like there was so much happening, but it was great because it was nonstop action. It was nonstop craziness. It felt to me as if I was taken back to, uh, and again, for those who don't know, I'm 22, so I can't say I'm fully known to the Attitude Era. But then again, there is that, that <laughs> craziness. Rub that, it in. Okay, okay, oh, okay. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurt my back. Back <laughs> uh, when I was 22. Yeah, fortunately, I took vitamins today, so I'm okay. <laughs> I took my zinc pill this morning, so I'm okay. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> Uh, uh, did you guys uh, did you guys enjoy the show, Roger? I did. First off, I thought one of the prizes you were going to give Flobito was one of the prizes from the Arcade Mayhem, maybe. That would be a nice prize to get, right? All of your stuff. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the show was phenomenal. I feel bad for whoever has to write an essay on this episode, because you think you have your subject, right? You think you have your main topic, but you don't. You should never expect the main topic in AEW because you always expect the unexpected. And that's exactly what we got tonight. I will say this episode turned out way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Flobo, are you going to be a fuddy-duddy or are you just going to (laughs) agree? Wow. Uh, I thought it was a solid episode. I was even saying good, but I would not would not use the word phenomenal. Is that a bad, am I getting booed? Am I getting booed with the chat? It's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you gotta clap for me, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, it was a solid episode. Some things I liked. Some things were just kind of like, okay, we're in a holding pattern because we all know uh, it's the first week of April we're approaching. It, it is kind of a shift in wrestling, no matter how else you want to describe the reason for it. And so I think those big things are happening next week and the week on doesn't mean it was a bad episode tonight it was it definitely felt like a setup episode it felt like we were setting up a lot of things in place for what the future will hold i think this will be an episode that we look back on as the starting point for a lot of things but speaking of starting points let's get started with this rankings everyone comes to this show to see the official power rankings the rankings that really matter in the world um and uh let's go ahead we're gonna start with number one Number one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, 10 points, to be fair, Flobo. You got 10 points. Um, number one, 
Chris Jericho. Oh. You don't last 30 years in this business without learning a few tricks. And Jericho proved today he learned the best trick of all, and that's learning how to wait. Tonight, he led his team to a bit of retribution, not just setting up Jake Hager to throw Wardlow through a table, not just setting up Sammy Guevara to slam a door on Sean Spears' head, and not just so proud and powerful could bloody FTR, but so that Jericho himself could flatten the pinnacle and expel them from the dressing room and reclaim the territory for the inner circle to stand tall amongst the gangs of AEW once more. Mike, it's your first time on the show. Jericho didn't actually have a match, but do you think his statement today was enough to give him that number one spot? See, Jack, there's a few things we agree upon. There's some things that we disagree upon. The reason why <laughs> I watch this podcast is to get the disagreements more than the agreements. <laughs> I disagree with you because there's one thing that I think. Okay, first of all, it's not an actual match. Let's get that straight. Although the swirly was iconic, let's not let's not forget about that. I wouldn't say it's the number one moment. I think you're kind of pushing it a little bit because Inner Circle got its retribution. Okay, that is not the case at all. What it, the case was, Jericho and the Inner Circle had their fun. They got what they needed to do and get back at the pinnacle. There is no possible way you are going to tell me today that this was the number one moment, considering all that had happened within this one episode. I think it deserves something more of this level. Maybe number three. <laughs> Maybe even lower. I don't know. But that moment over there, I think Flobo kind of agrees. I hope he does. It deserves a little bit lower than that. Well, thanks for joining us, Mike. It was a pleasure <laughs> having you. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, be before we go to Flobo, Roger, I got to get your take. I mean, I think taking out the, the, biggest, the biggest and baddest gang in the company stands for something, right? The Ayatollah of Pepsi-Cola is back, baby. <laughs> like, oh, what Lord. more do you want? Are you kidding me? What A rhyming pun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, the marketing we, writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> He threw him, he threw him to the, through the Pepsi vending machine and even made a reference callback to his HBK feud back in 08, telling him the worst is yet to come. Jericho knows wrestling in and out. I dare say, AW was pretty boring until this segment. I feel like Jericho always elevates the show to another level. This feud makes me want some blood and guts. This feud makes me want more. It's not coming. It's not happening. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We had whoa. blood and guts a long time ago. And <laughs> I want happened. more. And Jer Jericho gives me that. And that is why he's number one on the list this week. The only thing I want to take back saying is that the marketing rights itself. Roger, I don't want to take that away from you. That was very clever. You deserve kudos for that. I worked um, hard on that. Very, <laughs> you, he's obviously only in 22. He's the guy I told about Pepsi Cola. <laughs> uh, now, Flobo, no, uh, are you on I the right nothing. side of history here? I said nothing. I, li I like how you kind of like, oh, Flobo, what do you like? That's the goal right I, there. I, I'm just, you know, thank you so much. I like Sock Monkey Mike. It should be Lead the Week featuring Sock Monkey Mike. This is the best thing ever. Like, what have we great. done? Uh, it I, writes itself. It writes itself. I don't know if I like this even even team up. <laughs> Look, it's it's like this. I'm I'm not going to take away from Jericho, one of the legends of all time. But you and I both know, for as long as you've been covering AEW Dynamite, Jericho's appearing a bunch of lists a lot in Jack Farmer's list. I'm just saying he didn't have a match, which is one of the reasons why Chris Cage was a dud last week. But I'm not going to get into that because I know how much of a hater you are. You are telling me on a show where John Moxley reestablished himself as a credible threat, where Chris Statlander appeared, where Rel Velvet showed another part to her character by pouring her body on Cody Rose, that Chris Jericho's number one? Forget it. I can't with you. And it's number one. I mean, he's a legend that's been in the business for 30 years. He oh, knows how to make lists like this. I can't, I can't hold it against him for being good. You know, it's not oh my, my fault. He, it's not my fault he's great. It's not we my fault a, he's a legend. Have a, didn't have a match. And if, to be honest with you, I think Jake Hager did more, didn't he? Didn't he? 
You <laughs> got a swirly out of it, guys. You, yeah, Flo, you're that guy that's been saying Tom Brady's washed up for the past eight years. <laughs> I would never say this. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I, I see this married too. <clears throat> um, so, uh, so, anyways. A little bit of disagreement there. No problem. <laughs> That's the fun of the show. Wow. Um, something else that makes the show fun, obviously, is everyone who joins along with us, whether it's joining along live in the chat while we're uh, on uh, YouTube and Twitch, or whether you listen to the show later on Spotify or Apple. If you could do us a huge favor, it does mean the world to us. Give us one of those five-star reviews. Hit the like button, comment, and if you could... Give us a share. That is a huge deal. It's how people find out about the show. I know you hate hearing me ask for it and beg for it, but it's what we got to do. It's called paying the bills. It's called doing the promos. That's what you have to do. Um, so please do that. In fact, leave a comment with who you think should be your top 10, or at least your top three if you don't want to go through all 10. <laughs> but um, but could do that. I do read all the comments. It's always fun to see what everyone's saying. So thank you guys for that. Um, and also let us know, um, that you enjoyed hearing sock monkey Mike on, uh, that's the only thing that's going to save him at this point now that he's just <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what a start. Yeah. I but, mean, I'll buy his merch. I mean, he's so, I'm so <laughs> 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 let's, uh, let's, let's keep on trucking. Let's get to number two. It's the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent and orange Cassidy. This team is consistently putting up matches and rivalries that you don't think are going to be all-timers, yet time and again, that's just what they do. And I need to say right now, Chuck Taylor is probably the very best. He shouldn't be hanging in there, but he's totally hanging in there kind of guy in wrestling right now. And he deserves a soft pat on that tender back after he <laughs> used those Legos. And uh, we'll take a turn. Massive power slam off the top of the stage through a table for the win. And that's even before we mention the incredible moment where Sue Rolling up in the van and delivering us a 100% jeans-clad Trent <laughs> returning to bring the group back to full power, not to mention Orange Cassidy, which is always a bump in the power rankings. This had everything you could want from a main event and a big win for this team. That's why they're up here in the top three. Uh, Roger. What a return, right? I feel like if I'm Hangman and I already picked my Goofy Stable, I'm reconsidering, right? This is the ultimate Goofy Stable to hang out with. <laughs> they're fun, they're goofy, and they're, they, they're best friends. That's great. And they have a mother who drives you anywhere? Ah, sign me up. This Goofy Stable is goofy. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it. It blows me away that this is now like two big rivalries in a row. This one where it really built around the fact that they ruined an arcade machine and built up to an arcade machine match. And before that, it was uh, their va mom's van got messed up and it built up to a parking lot match. Both times I was like, this is so dumb. But by the end, I was like, this is the best thing going. I love it so much. Flobo, we disagree a lot, but you got to admit these guys deserve a high, a high ranking, right? Uh, you know what? Yes and no. I didn't have him as high on my ranking, but the hearing you go out there and extol how cool it was, if you're gonna put the entire segment on them, you know, it was the strongest segment of the night, so I can't complain too much about it. Well, they're a team, so they get ranked together. That's, that's <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I mean the entire event of of Trent returning and Chris Stantlander showing up and Mom rolling through, like, come on. Mom, her name is Sue. Her name Flobo. is Sue. Yeah. <laughs> she makes me meals, therefore she's the mother to me. I want Tony Schiavone to say her name like he does Sting. I want him to make Sue. Pop up luck. Coming Mike. from the rafters. <laughs> In the van, the whole van comes down van. from the rafters. Wow. Uh, Mike, you had to love this segment, right? Of course <laughs> I love this segment. Of course I love the entirety of this main event. However, again, going back to my point earlier, this should have been number one. This should have not been in the number two rankings. Sure, should have been in the top three, absolutely. Do I think that it had entirety went from returns to all these different spots to a, oh my God, it's Sue again. 
to a victory to the best friends, like you have to realize that something as huge as this, that's how you close a show. That's how you end with a bang. And putting that as your number two, Jack, I mean, oh, there's a lot we're going to disagree on today. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I think if we're if we're talking about number one and number two, we're splitting hairs a little bit here. Um, if you had come to me and it was your <laughs> show and you said and you said I have them flipped other ways, I would say you're wrong. But Wait, okay, no, 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 splitting hair. One one pick had an actual match and had two returns and table spots and air hockey table spots, and the other one was a backstage brawl feature guy who didn't even have a match. You're telling me. Thanks, hey, you kidding Thank me? You. Listen, I you know what? If you want to take this to a court of law, fine, let's do it. I've watched a boneyard match. I've watched a, a fun <laughs> firefly fun match. I've watched all sorts of cinematic things happen. Who says that? Who says the inner circle didn't have a match tonight? It Maybe they match. had a cinematic match. Maybe they won the cinematic match. That's the world we're living in, Flobo. You cinematic need to does not mean invisible, Jack. They actually have to have a match. What? I, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> talk, talk about the mic. You're taking it over for me. I'm, oh, okay. it, was a, it, was a, it was a loser leaves the locker room match, and the inner circle won. I, okay, clearly. If I, if, I may, if I may say and speak for Flobo as the verbal representation <laughs> – that is inaccurate, and that is just horrible. Let's just be honest. It's horrible. Well, right, well, speaking of court of law, I just want to say, when you, <laughs> you, you have to present evidence to try and get a number one. Just because you have one good moment doesn't mean you stack up well to a legend that got the biggest pop of the night, guys. I love it. That's why I'm on your team, Roger, as the, <laughs> as the law doctor. <laughs> I like to, I like to keep the deck the deck stacked. <laughs> totally on topic here. Well, what constitutes as a wrestling evidence here for Alyssa <laughs> Jack? <laughs> I need to know this for next week. It's what well, I decided. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if you go to an if you go to school, Flobo, you learn those kind of things. <laughs> right. If you didn't, yeah. you, like the rest of us, you just have to trust that what they're doing is right. <laughs> wrestling don't worry, Flobo, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I appreciate it because I don't know what's up. And it's not even half an hour done. So let's get to number three, where you guys are going to get really crabby at me. Um, number three, Miro. He lost today, but when it comes to him being pinned, he is still unbeaten, and no one and in a no rules kind of match, he is not going to look weak, and he didn't tonight. He was on the losing end. But he really looked like the most unstoppable person in the company right now. And I say that not forgetting about John Moxley or Brian Cage or anyone else. Only ever looked out of his depth when he was double and triple teamed. But even then, he just bullied people and threw them around like a kid frantically looking for his lost cell phone to the <laughs> point that the best friends seemed to be trying to crawl away. And even after Trent came back, Miro appeared to only get stronger, taking it to all three of them and almost taking it to Sue. As JR himself said, there isn't a man on this roster that Miro can't manhandle. And uh, I think even though going after Sue eventually is what did him in, he still came across as the most dangerous man in all of AEW. Flobo. <laughs> that we'll is incorrect. That is absolutely incorrect. And the fact you have him right after the guys who won that same match is just confusing to me. Miro is somebody that came with a bunch of fanfare. We're like, oh, man, here's a chance for Miro to really be himself. And, well, he's kind of been in this group, and he's in a match, and he lost to a team that deals with many vans and their mom. I mean, look, I'm not <laughs> saying he's done. I'm not saying he's washed, but it's like how can he be top three on such a stacked episode of Dynamite? That really boggles my mind, Jack. Well, let me let me ask you this, and, and actually, I'll, I'll transition over to, to Mike here. Was there a moment tonight that Miro really looked weak? No, and there's not exactly. a moment. I mean, I, I do agree with you on that point. There's not been a point within his AEW career thus far that he has looked weak. I think there's a point where you would say he looked weak in the sense of he stuck in a tag team with Kip Sabian. He's mm. he, here. Here's the here's the scoop on that, and I'm giving you the exclusive. Here on the Elite of the Week podcast, I feel I feel like I love Kip Sapien. Don't get me wrong. I feel like what they're doing as a tag team was cool at the beginning, 
But look at what got Miro. He got a main event, which is great, but he's still being held back as a singles competitor. He's had matches on Dark. He's had matches on Dynamite. And yet, to me, he's world champion material. To me, he should be after Darby Allen for that TNT title. He shouldn't be – not necessarily I'm not saying that the best friends are bad. They're, in my opinion, AEW's best tag team right now. And the fact that he's kind of stuck in this bubble with Kip Sapien, eventually, guys, and you guys have to agree, Kip Sapien's going to be out of the picture by Miro. It has to be. So <laughs> I'm, con I'm confused here because you guys are so mad. You're saying this was a great match. It was really good. It right. should have been the number one part of the night. He never looked weak. He dominated everyone. It was the best tag team in AEW right now. But he's done and over, and he's not doing uh, No one ever said he was done. No one ever I said he was done or over. You no guys are treating he... him like he's done. No, I know. No, see, now you're implying things. <laughs> I, how dare you, lawyer, What's man? What's going on here? <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just dominated three people at a time in this match. And if not for the fact that they basically ganged up on him and buried him in things, and he still broke out and attacked them, Roger, help me out here. You guys, I know this is an opinion-based show, but Jack is speaking facts. That's what he's speaking, <laughs> all right? I, Miro is the top guy in this company whenever he wants. You guys realize we have, That's what Mike said. we have the return of the best friends this episode, and it didn't matter. Miro could not be taken down. Yeah, there were Legos involved and other people got pinned. That happens in tag teams, but no one took down Miro. I don't think you need a championship to define someone. You know, you have legends like Scott Hall and Rowdy Piper and Mr. Perfect. You don't need titles to define someone. And Miro does not need a title or even a main event to be defined because that guy knows how to deliver and he delivered tonight. I, I don't I don't think we're arguing the same things though. Like I, I trust me, I love arguing with you guys. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but but it's like I, I'm not saying like, again, I'm never saying he was weak or trash, but I'm saying he's done. I'm just saying in this unit here. This tag team with him and Kate Sabian, as strong as Mira was individually, the group outing to date is not to me put him in top three, especially the second person on that same list are the people that actually won the match. That's all I'm saying. I'm not like hating on the guy this time. I think uh <laughs> I mean the, but you can look strong in defeat, especially in a tag yeah, team. True. You I, can. I just don't think that's a third place finish for Miro today. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting canceled too? <laughs> it's fun hey, having you on the show. <laughs> Next week will be the Jack and Roger show. <laughs> where we just, <laughs> we just gush. <laughs> um, uh, in the chat, there seems to be a bit of uh, of agreement. Dylan says that uh, Miro is his dud of the week. Uh, I think it's a oh, little harsh, man. Dylan. I uh, say Miro is well. done as long as he stays with Kip and Penelope. Um, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks. I like the pairing. I won't go too far into it now, but um, I, I, I guess I just I think he's unbeatable. I think he's great. I think he's amazing. Um, but you know what else was amazing? It's our first subcategory. It's best dressed of the night. It was a great night. Very elegant night. Lots of great outfits. But this week, the best dressed is Jade Cargill. Great outfit in her video. She always dressed well. Always representing. But what made her outfit really stand out was the heel of the shoe that got broke off on her rival red velvet. Love it or hate it, agree or disagree, that, my friends, is a fashion statement. Mike, you're dressed well. You know you know about fashion. Does Jade deserve best dressed of the week this week? No, absolutely not. And let me tell you why. Jade Cargill, of course, she has a phenomenal wardrobe. Let's not take away that fact. She doesn't deserve it because there's – people that dressed better tonight there's i can even say chris statlander she came out of that came out of that closet yo mike is a g <laughs> i can tell you jack there are people and so is roger who wants to go against me and flobo <laughs> there's people better that have been dressed better. even i'll go as far as to say ethan page and scorpio sky were dressed good. better than jade cargill <laughs> My thing with those two is they were just they're wearing their their typical gear though. Exactly. 
<laughs> best dress? You don't get to wear your uniform from work and be the best dress. You do all the time, Jack. What's up? <laughs> Jack, Jack is fly. Jack is yeah. fly. Jack is fly. I'm not denying it. I so, do. I, I do look like I'm about to go park cars for people tonight, though. But um, it's funny because in my list I had uh, Chris Atlander or Red Velvet. What I don't have is Jay Cargo because that design was a knockoff of Fendi. And I told you before, I said Jack, she bet not win. Jack's like. Okay, no problem. And he totally picked her anyway. <laughs> Can I confess something? <laughs> what? That put me over the top on pick. <laughs> <laughs> you see? The conspiracy. <laughs> what is going on? Um, you know, it's uh yeah, I yeah, I, I think she she just always looks great. I think a lot of other people look great tonight. I think there's a lot of great outfits tonight. So it was a tough call. Um Roger, yes. any opinions on best dress? We have overlooked Laredo Kid the last few weeks or two weeks. Dude, that, his... that entrance gear is phenomenal. I would pay top money for that gear. His his outfit is really cool. His, I love his mask too. Yeah. It's really he's oh, got yeah. such a cool mask. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like I said, it just it hurts when it's the regular setup. It's a regular gear, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, he might dress it. like that at home. We don't know. I would <laughs> if I had that. One hundred percent. Um, but let's, let's move on. Let's keep this train rolling. Let's keep on trucking with elite of the week. Number four is QT Marshall. Anyone <laughs> who blames QT Marshall for what he did today is a hypocrite. He had to sit there and watch as Cody Rhodes belittled him, was condescending to him, making him come out with no entrance while Cody had all the pomp and circumstance. He was holding the ropes and not putting on his moves, but at the same time surrounding himself with people like the Nightmare family. QT knows this business isn't about making friends. It's about taking control. And that's what he did today when he divorced the Nightmare family and taking the meanest, strongest, and most ruthless of the kids with him, Anthony Agogo, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado, all former farmer market picks. Ooh. He attacked Arn. He pile drove Dustin, and he almost ended the career of the man who moments ago was too good to go all out against him. QT is done being a backseat driver in AEW. He's ready to lead the way, and he did it by taking out the king himself. Roger, how are you feeling about QT Marshall right now? I'm feeling great. This is a, <laughs> okay. this is a guy who was promoted. There's some guys. I think I've told you this. I told you guys this. I like guys that wrestlers that kind of look basic sometimes. Like uh, to me, he he looks like a warehouse manager or like a sub <laughs> a, a substitute teacher. You Best know? dress wow. of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and I think that's cool because it, it it feels really relatable. And so you feel like QT Marshall is being held back, and it was time. You know, it. How long has he been in the company? How many opportunities has he gotten? It was time. I'm happy for him. Yeah, Flobo, I mean, you can't deny that if you want to be something, you got to step out of the shadow of the people trying to hold you down, right? I absolutely agree with you. I, I Well, it would be higher. Than Stop stepping out of my shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, I comply, sir. Uh, I, I would have put QT Marshall somewhere in the midfield. I'm not sure where, four, five, six, or seven. But, yeah, storyline-wise, it was one thing that needed to be shaken up. Nightmare family had gotten too big. We didn't know what they were all about. And really, you know, as much as we love Cody, I'm not knocking the man. We really are looking for something to happen. Is he going to turn heel? Is he going to go to a dark place? This may be the reason for that. I'm cool with it. Sock Monkey Mike, you are too young to know this, but um, <laughs> Whoa, look the shame. we might be getting a, uh, a Nightmare Family Wolf Pack. Are you ready to see uh, a civil war in the family? Yeah, you know what? I am ready. And to that comment of being too young, <laughs> I know wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I've known wrestling from the NWA all the way to now. No, so do not true. tell me I don't know my wrestling. But aside from that, I'm really happy with this pick. Um, do I think it could have been picked higher? Yes, Jack. It could have been picked way higher. <laughs> uh, considering that, like Flobo said, it's finally time for QT Marshall to shine. Uh, but not only that, but the people that were involved to shine. Aaron Solo, who's been a huge mainstay on AEW Dark. Mm -hmm. By the way, you guys should check out AEW Dark Elevation <laughs> and Dark mm -hmm. Tuesdays and Mondays. Uh, but besides that fact, uh, you know, Nick Camarado, who's huge, who was literally main eventing against John Moxley. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The, the huge talent that was a part of that faction. 
that when people tune into Dynamite, they're like, I don't know who this person is. Or maybe I've seen this person elsewhere, but I don't know who this person is. People, there's there's sources like AEW Dark to go <laughs> watch who these people are. You know what I mean? And then finally seeing this all come together, I'm really excited to see where this is going. I'm really excited to see where they put this together. I would even go as far to say this is my number two and my number one pick because Whoa. this was a revolution. This, as you said, Jack, was a eh, resurrection kind of of a wolf pack. So just please let us all take a moment <laughs> and take it in, man. Well, <laughs> don't turn your back on a wolf pack. I was going to say the first rule of wolf pack is you don't turn your you back never on a wolf pack. <laughs> right. Or your body winds up in a body bag. Which is the laziest rhyme I've ever heard in my life. Oh, man. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, yeah, I guess you could be, you could be higher. Uh, Roger, mm -hmm. did you, do you, you like this spot? Did I already ask you about this? I'm sorry. Did I ask Wait, you about... I, was, I, I called them a warehouse manager. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> We, because I got I got all tied up into what was going on with the the him being a fashion guy, and then I got it mixed up. I was like, so many warehouse managers in AEW. <laughs> Anyways, I do think that this could be. This is the one thing that I, I saw on Dynamite that I said to myself, I hope this leaks over into dark. I hope this becomes a dark thing, because um, I think all these guys are great, and it'd be cool to see them have more storylines over on dark. Um, someone who's never wrestled on dark ever number five it's christian cage signed a contract <laughs> on march 7th told us he was going to outwork everyone and in just under a month he actually started working he looked solid he didn't slap his thighs as much as i'd like but he was able to really <laughs> lean on his fundamentals uh and solid and i mean that in a good way basic pro wrestling he had some great <laughs> top rope moves kicked out of Hold some on. big offense from kaz that would have put a lesser wrestler down count. He was dripping in sweat when it was all said and done, but he shook they, off the when they wrestle, Jack. and he got a big hard-fought win to start his AEW career. Flobo, I know you're Christian's biggest fan. Uh, how do you feel he did in his debut? Mike, hold me back, man. I just oh. love the shade of this, like, yeah, this guy showed up. <laughs> it was solid. He got sweated. It was solid pacing. Flobo, what do you think? <laughs> I can't. Look, Christian Cage went 20 minutes. With Frankie Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian is no slouch. Yeah, he's a veteran. But everyone was telling when, when Christian signed with AEW, there was this whole big hullabaloo of my mom to say rigmarole that he wasn't the giant Hall of Famer we expected. But here is something that you can do. At Christian's advanced age, he was able to go out there and have an actual clinic of storytelling the likes this brand has not seen. Frankie Kazarian is a perfect opponent for that. And to put that number five, when he actually had a 20-minute match, which he won, and Jericho did a made up cinematic match they got number one this week <laughs> in this system i'm going to protest everything i disagree with your opinions on my rankings mike talk some sense into to flobo here actually i'm going to reverse the card with the uno reverse card and i'm going to go it on you because you need to be taught that christian should be in the hall of fame that he should be yeah. in <laughs> higher rankings because he went 20 plus minutes with Frankie Kazarian over the fact that this was a match that defined to new audience members, granted people that didn't watch Impact, AKA <clears throat> that other brand. And of course they didn't recognize who Christian Cage was aside from WWE. So then what do you do? You put him in a match against a veteran like Frankie Kazarian, put on a 30 minute classic, or at least somewhat of a, quote, not boring match, as some people said. Um, and just, you know, it, it's what makes Christian Cage that damn good. He tells a story. He shows the charisma. And I'm even going to go as far as to say this. Flobo hopefully might agree. You're looking at potentially your next world champion. <laughs> Outwork everybody. Yep. Okay, you guys. You guys, go back and watch. <laughs> go back and watch their TNA ladder match, and tell me this is even remotely close to that. This isn't charity. Just because you go twenty minutes doesn't make you good or worthy of any list. Okay, at this point, Christian has a lot to live up to. 
he whether he likes it or he doesn't, he was promoted as a huge signing. It took him three weeks just to get into a ring. And to mm -hmm. only deliver a 20-minute solid okay match, that isn't good enough. It's not. And I think he's he should be grateful he's number five this week. So, so wait, wait, wait. You're, you're saying that his first match should be a death match just because Roger Corral wanted it to be? His Are you kidding me? <laughs> look, look, we can't go back in a time machine to TNA. You have to assume that people watching today has not seen that match. And what we have is a base. Hold on. We have a, a base of what Christian Cage can do and what Frankie Kazarian can do. So, yes, I can sit there and say, oh, Sting was awesome 30 years ago. That's not fair to fans who are just new to this brand now. And I think Christian, for what it's worth, had went out there and showed what he can do. You guys, Sting, Sting came back, and no one's talking about what a okay, solid debut he had, right? He delivered. It doesn't matter. Four months later. But he delivered. <laughs> Jerry, oh, uh, like, like, Christian took weeks. He, he outworks everyone in catering, but then when he actually goes out to the ring, he He's didn't deliver. He did not well, deliver tonight. You gotta hold me look, back. I don't, y'all. You can't, man. It is they tried me today. <laughs> I look. I thought he did. I look. He's ranked. Like he's ranked number five. He's in the top. Five. Oh, you racist! Three. Like three. Top three. three. Come three. on. Three. Actually, three it was such a stacked show. Guys. That is. That it is was called for three. No. The, the guy. The guy tossed Pepsi soda. I got number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stack show. No time. Sorry. Are you kidding me? Because that it's actually my... featured wrestling. No, no here's my top to three. Come, no Number one's going to come back and say, no one's going to come back like um, in a year from now and show replay clips of the match with Kaz no. and no. Christian. There's nothing wrong with the match. I thought it was a good match. I liked it. I'm just saying things like what happened with uh, uh, Jericho today. They will show replays of that down the road. Things that happen with Miro and the best friends, they will talk about that down the road. They're not going to show this match down the road. So you're it's telling not me a, not a shot against the match. It was a good match. It, but top three, I mean, come on. So you're saying that your ranking is only based on the future replayability of a match a year from now. Is this how we're going right. to judge matches from now on? Because that's the no. same case that there wasn't a match at number one, but, and the guy who lost that match was number three in the main event. What is the it's, system, Jack? It's power <laughs> rankings. It's who had the most power, and I think that I think that again, I, I'm not saying he did a bad job. You guys are mad at a top five yeah. placing. Yeah, that's the thing that's crazy to me because right it now. Should be top. You guys, if we, if we went by just wrestling skill. Christian doesn't make the top five either. The Lucha Brothers would take the whole top three. Like, again, the power rankings is whatever power you delivered this week. And Christian didn't yeah. even come close to being the best match. It, yeah. I, I agree. Because it wasn't, man. it wasn't the best. It was, it was probably like the third best match of the night on that mare alone. So if we're talking about just matches, then yeah, I've got to put a number of people above him. I'm actually giving him a little bit of a bump because he is a Hall of Famer. I agree. I like the guy. I'm not against the guy's top five. <laughs> you, you're like, this is like the people when I'm like, oh, Peyton Manning's top five. I'm like, what? Top five? He's so good. Well, yeah. Well, no, Roger's saying he's kind of trash because, you know, no, 10 years ago he was better. So <laughs> I, I, I think you're supposed to get better as you get older in wrestling. So, yes. I, I liked you, Roger, at the beginning of this. Now, little by little. Super kick Jack, party. You're getting to Jack status, so. no, no friendships on this show by the end. Wow. Um, speaking of no friendships, this was a uh, number six has a lot of friendships. At number six, it's the bunny. This was her chance to reestablish herself as okay. a contender in the women's division. And I love that she had her posse out there to help her as an answer to Ty Conti's dark order. After all the hullabaloo that went into this match, she got a big win after being a farmer's market pick as well. And now has a win over both the number one contender, Tay Conti, and the champ, Akaru Shida. Now she just needs to be considered the number one contender at this point because she's beat them both, technically. Uh, and in my opinion, that's the case. But even if you disagree with me, she'll get to prove it next week. Here at this point, guys, do you agree that the bunny deserves to be number six? Uh, we'll go with you, Roger, since you agree with me typically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with the bunny at six because she 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 had a good showing 
And I, I think her being a part of this, honestly, I'm losing track of all the clicks at this point. This, this is like if you join Team A and then you realize that Team A is Team AB. It's 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 throwing me off. I'm not sure which alliance belongs to who, but bad. But I, I want to call it Bad Bunny. That's fine. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> show. Wrong show. But but but, but, uh, but amongst all these superstars that arguably are better wrestlers than her, she came out with a win, and so that, I think that deserves a ranking, a, a good ranking. I mean, the the crux of it here for me is, and just because I know you guys are going to be crabby. This win, I think, solidifies the bunny as a contender for the title, which is a big thing. Uh, Flobo, can you nay say that comment? Well, you know, no one's gonna remember this match two years from now, so I don't know why we should even no, it's fine. It's I think six is fine. I think she has the wins and she should be in line. I'm not sure if it's gonna be now or a longer thing, but she put herself in the conversation. I had her at seven in mind, six is not a big deal. And Mike, you probably had her at like 75, <laughs> right? No, I actually had her in my top six. I was going to say, if, if a... you say three, then I'm going to be like, dude, you have like five people. To go to that point, I'd say maybe at the five position, maybe close to six, like Flobo had said, because the bunny is a talent, a good talent. And she, you know, a part of the women's division. I mean, she really hasn't, Aside being a part of the Nightmare Sisters a long time ago, alongside being a bet, you know, a part of the greatest AEW tag team that has ever stepped foot in this division in the Butcher and the Blade comments. I already know what you're going to say. I'm ready for that. <laughs> I love that team. I'm and um, with you. yeah, and oh, oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I agree with that ranking. Um, I just feel like that. Allie needs to get that push, in my opinion, a little bit of a push to be in that women's championship scene. I mean, as much, and I think we could all agree that Britt Baker deserves to be in that scene as well. Um, you know, I just feel like that her in this championship position is really good for her career. I think it would be nice to see her push to the limit and see if she could hang with someone like Hikaru Shida or some, someone like a Tay Conti and really be, maybe there is a triple threat down the line. Maybe there is just a, a singles match to determine the number one contender and then boom, one-on-one -on -one against uh, Hokkaido Shida. So I'm really hoping to see, you know, some good things coming out of this. Yeah. She's a talent. I'm glad she's getting some time in the ring and the women's division looking, looking good. It's making some moves. Someone who didn't make moves. See Mike, every episode we do a dud of the week. I hate doing it. The producers make me do it. They like <laughs> saying, Hey, if you're going to rank everything, you've got to have, a, you got someone at the top of the list, but you also got to have someone at the bottom of the list. I'm ready for this. Go so ahead. The dud of the week, the, the, the dynamite that did not go off the dud of the week. This week is MJF. Got beat down by the inner circle with a surprise attack. He got his head shoved in a toilet and thrown through a Pepsi fridge before even having a little bit of the bubbly poured on him and getting called a B word. That's right. We're a friendly, kids friendly show. Even on a night where someone's own family attacked them, MJF had to have the roughest night of them all. Flobo, you got the book out. Yeah. Who is there anyone who had a worse night than MJF tonight? Uh Jack Farmer for Don and Christian. No, uh, for me, I actually had Sean Spears. So the same segment for, for the similar reason. I'm not mad at MJF as a dud. No. I don't know. Yeah. I mean his head got shoved in a toilet. I mean, <laughs> you can't go lower than that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Mike, we gotta agree that MJF had a rough night, right? Uh, agreed. But to Flobo's point, Sean Spears, who Again, in my opinion, is the most underrated talent in AEW thus far in the males division. Um, yeah, I, I see no um, no argument there for the first time ever. How are you going to say, yeah, the biggest <laughs> loser tonight was Sean Spears, the greatest of all time? <laughs> it's a balance. It's a balance. <laughs> it's called psychology, Farmer. It's called psychology. You can do both. It could be both. <laughs> Uh, Roger, did anyone have a worse night than MJF tonight? No, I've told you guys this. You can't call yourself the pinnacle and not reach any pinnacle. Like, <laughs> the pinnacle of the night for this guy was the toilet. Yeah, dud of the night. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it was It was a hard – it's hard for me to say that because I like MJ. Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I like his, his aggressive nature. I like that he takes what he wants, but uh, – uh, you know, uh, first a drink of toilet water, then a drink of Pepsi. I don't know how that – washed it down but uh <laughs> are you a coke and, man 
<laughs> I'm like, you know what's funny? I like Pepsi more, but I always buy Coke. I just because uh, I'm brainwashed. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like Pepsi more? Yeah. Global, if, you got to hold me back on this. I can't. <laughs> I'm a Coke guy, man. I can't. Coke, Coke, yeah. if, you, if you blind I'm, taste I'm test, guy. if yeah. you blind taste test, you'll pick Pepsi. Um, no, but no. I always, I always buy, <laughs> I always buy Coke because I've been brainwashed. I at least admit that I'm brainwashed. I get it. They've got me. The marketing got me. The Santa Claus got me. I get it. The panda bears. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop big business, folks. Uh, someone else who couldn't be stopped. Number seven, Chris Statlander. What a great moment seeing her arrive out of the toy machine to save the day and deliver a huge driver to Penelope Ford off of the ringside, through the table, to the outside. A massive feel-good moment that wasn't just fun it it wasn't just a big return but it was also another amazing contender being brought back to the women's division that's really coming out and looking very tough diverse and fun also is she a part of the best friends now um mike what do you think about uh uh statlander here I will always stand by this. When Chris Statlander signed with AEW, I knew that she was going to have potential to become a part of that women's championship title picture. Uh, sadly, due to injury, that wasn't the case. However, with the return of Chris Statlander aligning herself with best friends, I feel like that this is similar to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn in 2015, the very first one, where Leva Bates, a.k.a. the librarian, aligned herself with the Bob Dylans at the time which was, you know, a huge thing at the time. And I feel like it's being reminiscent to the best friends now. Do I feel like that she's going to be a part of the storyline? She's going to be a part of these interactions? Maybe, maybe so. Maybe it might cause some tensions within the best friends. Who knows? I think that this is a great addition, though. And I feel like that this is going to really push her career to bigger and better things. Roger, how about you? Guys, what's... What's better than one best friend, two best friends, three best friends? Like, of course. Which one does Roger not like? <laughs> Someone's always the Karen. If you are part of the best friend hug, then you are a best friend. I think it's really cool, man. What a great reveal back. You know, people were playing with the arcades in the crowd. Imagine, like, you know, someone was playing and Chris Statlander appears. That's awesome. Luckily for them, you know, she appeared at the nick of time and and, and played a pivotal part. And I, I thought that was great. Hmm. Yeah. Flobo, how are you going to rain on this parade? Wow. You don't give me a chance. Oh, man. I, I, I guess I'm a heel. I just don't know. Uh, first I'm of all, props for Mike for the deep cut of Brooklyn, man. NXT Brooklyn was like their mania for a couple of years. And Blue Pants. Da -da 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 -da. This is uh, the AEW show. <laughs> Save it for draped in gold. I am just admiring the man's knowledge about the professing wrestling arts and sciences. <laughs> but yes, uh, Chris Atletta coming back. She was such a credible threat before her injury. Uh, leg injuries are almost almost impossible to come back psychologically. And so he was able to do that and do that driver off the uh, air hockey on the air hockey table. Pretty solid. I don't see why she had to be number seven. Awesome. Well, I think we're all in agreement there. So let's go ahead and break up the fun. Let's get to number eight. It's Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Omega got a big win against a trio that would probably win any other night against any given team. But also his manager, Don Callis, really shot some emotional fireworks at Matt Jackson and even punked him asking, that's it? Kenny Omega is like the girlfriend that cheats on you. And then Don Callis is her new boyfriend that punks you out for losing her in the first place. The only Damn. thing keeping them from being <laughs> higher on this list is that they did get ran off by Moxley and the Bucks later in the night. But even that was more of a statement than any true action there. Uh, Roger, they got a big win. They had some cool segments. Um, do you think that this is a good spot for them, even though it's not at the top of the list? I think it's fine for Kenny. I, I, we need a trail championship. I mean, what a, what a performance. I, I, I feel like Kenny really thrives in these type of matches. Having wrestled in AAA, having wrestled in Japan, I feel like to him, like, he feels like a natural in there anytime you have, like, all this chaos happening around. And to put him, I think he elevates the good brothers a lot. And to put him with the, the Lucha brothers in there, 
it, it was it was all around a great performance. So yeah, I think it's a good a good ranking for Kenny. He does thrive in absolute chaos. Uh, Flobo, um, do you like Kenny Omega at this part? Ah, uh, what a weird question. Instead <laughs> of instead of best dressed. Oh yes. Oh, in that case, yeah. You know what? I would have given this this match the award to to uh, Laredo Kid, but you know Kenny Omega has a title, and that could be weighed a little bit more. So props to that. I'm wrong with eight. Uh, Kenny got the win. That was the deciding factor here. Oh, extra stuff. It's cool. Yeah, so he, he got, <laughs> it's, he, it's fine. He got he got the win. He got the pin on Laredo Kid. That was that was actually seriously that was like the big thing was like he got the win and he pinned Laredo Kid. So that put, puts him up. Uh, Mike, because yeah. uh, at this point, one? at this point, we're really splitting hairs here. Um, uh, Miro was third. Miro lost his match. But... Oh, Miro crushed everyone in front of him. Uh, Mike, do you think, <laughs> do you think Kenny crushed enough people in his match to get up on the top ten? No. Ooh, the world course. champion did not. You know why? Because Miro did better. Miro, yeah, Miro, someone that, Miro, Miro. Okay, I, I know that. But I'm saying that in terms of just this situation in general, like Kenny Omega could have done better. Kenny Omega is the world champion of this company. He's going to be the world champion of another company, which rhymes with Limpact, Simpact, Kimpact. Simpact? Damn. Simpact. Whichever that other company called. And, of course, the Triple A heavyweight champion, um, or Omega Championship, as he likes to call it. Uh, you know, I feel like that with this match in particular, I mean, it's just typical Kenny doing what he does best, and that's being champion, being a somewhat dominant champion. I mean, to me, he still hasn't proved, like, to be that champion where everyone is scared of. Everyone can't face him. Now, John Moxley was that kind of champion. Chris Jericho, the first ever AEW champion, was that champion. So please, Jack. Inform us, and so do you too, Supremo. Please inform us and educate the masses why you think Kenny Omega should be even close to even that being that supreme in AEW. Go ahead. He, 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 he's supreme. He's he's defending against three companies right now. He's, he's going to Mexico. He's going to Impact. He's going to he's going to um, he's staying here in AEW. I mean. A guy, Adam Cole, did it for like two weeks. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's the greatest wrestler that's ever lived. This is like Kenny Omega's standard operating procedures at this point. And he's doing it. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like he's, he's not really taking on all comers. He's find, He's going out to find challengers. He's like, okay, I got everyone in AEW. How about Impact? What do you got? Okay, AAA, what do you got? I don't know. Hey, hey, New Japan, you want to hook up? Let's do this. <laughs> we're right on. We're right on time, so I won't go too much into it. But the difference between Adam Cole doing it for two weeks was Adam Cole as a unit onto himself. Kenny Omega is supposed to be as good as he said he does, but Don Callis is there too, and Don Callis does not have the same aura as other managers in that category. So you have this person who should be a plus as a champion. Looking kind of B plus, kind of mid. There's nothing wrong with that. He has uh, time to get up. You guys, he has done it unto himself. He's in the undisputed, or he was in the undisputed <laughs> era. He literally had a crew with him. He we spoke just had, had we just had spoke. a classic, almost five star match, and he got the pin. Like, what more do we want? Yeah, more. <laughs> Mike's right. Mike's right. Well, right. We are low on time, so let's go ahead and push on to number nine. This one, you guys are going to get all fired up about, but I stand by it. Number nine, Kip Sabian what? and Penelope Ford. <laughs> Say what you want about Kip's value to Miro at times, but without him saving Miro when he was buried under all the gaming hardware, they would have lost right then and there. And his hot tag moments right after that, where he drop kicked both opponents, was phenomenal offense. He did eat the pin, but it was only after he got caught trying to save Miro again and ended up getting dropped off the side of a stage. So who can blame him? Also, <laughs> Penelope made her presence felt in a great way and showed that she's just as dangerous as ever. Flobo, I hear a lot of Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford slander. Do you Not believe me. the hype? I think they're pretty solid. I think they don't get the credit they deserve. However, what they're doing now with the game and the wedding thing, I'm done. I'm ready for the next chapter of what Kip can do because I am associating all that stuff with him and her as performers, and that's starting to be a detriment. 
but that's fine. I won't hold it against you because uh, I think this was kind of a chapter closer anyways. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about Kip and Penelope? I love Kip and Penelope. They are really underrated talents. Do I think that what they're doing now is great? No. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike's, Mike's the truth. Mike will not lie to you. Beef, beef Supreme. How do you do you uh you, you guys, still loving uh these two? I got married six years ago. You guys know how hard it is to find the best man that could that could that could pummel the competition and could make sure that <laughs> what competition? <laughs> he already picked you. <laughs> if anyone messes with your wedding, they will stand by you. And so Kip Sabian deserves credit for that pick alone because that gave him a great main event this week. So good job, Kip. And uh, <laughs> at number 10, we have Tay Conti, the number one contender to the AEW women's title. I'm not sure if she's officially part of the team, but love that Dark Order was there to help her out. What really made her stand out, though, tonight is she just had a little bit of extra stank on everything she did on <laughs> On Dark and in her previous matches, she does a good job of wrestling and handling competition. But today, it felt personal. She felt angry. She felt like she really wanted it. And to me, that's what set her apart. So it, it's not just a match. It was personal. And I think that she'll be able to take that with her very far in her career and from this point going forward. Uh, Mike, Tay Conti, number 10, rounding us out. Do you like it? Yes. <laughs> I actually agree with this one. You know why? One word. Potential. That's what she has. Love it. I like it. Roger, how about, how about you? Tay Conti saw potential. This match showed that. I'm not sure when she's ready for a championship shot, but I agree. This match highlights full potential. Finally. Flobo, <laughs> Flobo, please don't ruin this. We're all agreeing. Bring it home, baby. Bring it <laughs> He's home. He's so tired. He's like, oh, God. Just make it no, I agree. I think that's fine. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. We finally got it at the end. We finally got one to agree on. Uh, but we do always end the show. Uh, again, we're running low on time, so we're going to kind of push through. The Farmer's Market, this is where I take a person from AEW Dark or Elevation, and I treat them like a stock. And I say, now is the time to buy before their stock goes through the roof. My name's Jack Farmer. It's like a farmer's market where you get fresh, <laughs> brand new produce. Market, also like buying a stock. Jack Farmer, it's a three-way pun. It works great. The one thing I want to make sure people know, by the way, because uh, I don't think I've ever explained this, I always try to pick someone different. So if I pick someone before, they're off the table. Um that said, this week, Bill Collier, this dude just looks like a pro wrestler. Like, he, he can't be anything else. He can't sell cars. He's got to pro wrestle. Uh, with features that look like a mix of big cast and Triple H, he stands six foot three, 240 pounds, and is a 14-year veteran. He was able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with John Moxley in one match and the dark order in another working elevation and dark. And in my opinion, he's already the finished product just needs to get on TV a little bit more. So if you were to buy a stock, I'd say buy in him now because he's going to be a big deal very soon. Mike, you mentioned off the top, uh, watch AEW dark, uh, and elevation. Did you get a chance to watch this week? And did you see big bill? Yes, I did see big bill. I don't think he likes going by Big Bill, though. <laughs> Big Bill. Big Bill. I, I, I agree with you on some points, but that's not who I picked. So that, that's all I have to say. Well, it's always it's tricky because once I pick someone, I can't pick them again. So. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. I'm curious. Who did you pick? For me, in, if we're talking about dark or dark elevation in general, this is awesome. there's one person that stood out to me. Yeah. And it's not because of the cowboy hat. It's not because of his attitude. It's the way he presented himself. And that is Chandler Hopkins. If you don't know who that man is, go look him up. He had a pretty good outing. I'm not going to say decent because that's not how I do things around here. He had a yeah. pretty good outing. So go put your stock in Chandler Hopkins. Chandler's great as well. So definitely keep an eye out for him. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Mike says, yo, your farmer's market was wrong. <laughs> it's, it's named after Jack. <laughs> You're selling it's rotted vegetables, man. No, mine are, mine are all top quality. You know how many farmer's market picks just got announced or just got mentioned right. today? It was, right, a, it was a good day for the farmer's market. Um, uh, 
any any uh any other comments or things anyone i missed you guys before we wrap everything up well my top three was uh christian for winning his match christian for being in the match and frank <laughs> kazarian for facing christian in his match but other than that pretty much similar uh, yeah. i just realized that my last name is corral so i could do like a kitty corral segment one day but <laughs> it's gonna be and negative Russell one in every single episode <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Yeah, we got to get one for everybody. We got to get the biggest uh, the biggest pun for Flobo because he hates them. Um, <laughs> who, is, who is your top three, Mike? Ooh, who is my top three? That includes the main events that are actually, you know what? Number one goes to Christian. Number two goes to Christian. Number three goes to who? Christian. Close to mine. Very close to mine. Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, if, if, if you want to, let's, we got to wrap this up. This is just a, a terrible way to end the show. Uh, Flobo, where can we find you online? Man, you can find me at Flobo Voice on social media. And I'm with this guy tomorrow at Draped in Gold. Learn more about the show at drapedingold.com. And Beef Supreme, Roger Corral. You can find me on Twitter, Roger underscore Corral. And you can check me out on YouTube at Roger Talks Wrestling. Oh, I love it. And then, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a, a treat to have you on. Where can, on man, please. Where, people, uh, where can people find you online? <clears throat> you can find yours truly on YouTube at Sock Monkey Mike, where you can listen and watch your story, which is the greatest podcast besides this one on God's Green <laughs> Earth. You can also check out Sock Monkey Mike on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, because I pointed again, Spotify, Anywhere you can listen to audio podcasts. And of course, TikTok. Same username Ooh. at Sock Monkey Mike. It's that oh. age thing. It's that, you guys don't know yeah. what TikTok is. Yeah. I, <laughs> I tried to sign on. They, they blocked me. You have to put your age in and you scroll back on the year and it doesn't go back far enough for me. Wow. Um, so, uh, of course, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I do Draped in Gold with Flobo. I do the Everything Tournament with Flobo and Evan Mack. We just got the Anytime Radio Show back up and going. New format. You need Spotify Premium, though, to listen to it Ooh. proper. And uh, also, you can check me out every weekend on the United Wrestling Network's Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, whether you see it on YouTube, on Fight TV, or local on KDOCLA. Folks, that's all the time. You stayed more than your hour. I always appreciate it. Uh, until next time, as always, do your best and be yourself.